to real talk. Real talk. Here we go on this Monday. I think I'm going to title this Gremlin Monday because, boy, I'm telling you, everything that can go wrong uh, is trying to go wrong. But that's all right because we shall persevere. What's good, Memphis? Chip Washington here, um, your humble host on this brand new edition of Real Talk Memphis, straight up 6 o'clock on WYXR 91.7 on your FM dial. Very happy to have you with us, very happy to be in the house. Uh, we are going to endeavor to have a good show tonight if we can get all the technical gremlins uh, to work out, but uh, we'll let that deal with it one step at a time. How about that? So as we start, as we always do, uh, there are many ways for you to get this broadcast, and uh, one of those ways, of course, is uh, on your FM dial, 91.7, the WYXR. You can also go to the WYXR website, WYXR.org, hit uh, Listen Live, and you can catch us. We're also live on the TuneIn app, and uh, we are also uh, going to be on Facebook Live tonight. It, it might Okay, we are. Lola says we are. Uh, I can, you can see us at a distance here, but... Uh, but 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 we're okay. Uh, so you can catch us on Facebook Live as well, and we're going to post to YouTube uh, a little later on this evening or tomorrow. And as we are a podcast, you can catch us wherever it is you get your podcast. So it was a beautiful weekend. Uh, it was a beautiful day today. Temperatures uh, about ninety four degrees, but. We didn't have that uh, extreme heat index that we are getting so accustomed to today, so it wasn't too bad. Um, to understand, the next couple of days are going to bring us rain, and uh, from what I heard, quite a bit of it. Uh, Tuesday, maybe tomorrow night into Wednesday in particular. After that rain goes away for a few days, temperatures are going to be in the upper 80s. Yes, I did say upper 80s, so we'll be in good shape uh, on that front uh, as well. But uh Things are uh, things are looking up as we enter into a brand new week. I hope you had a good a week prior. I hope you had a good weekend, and I hope you're ready to start this week off uh, in fine uh, form and fashion as well. Now, uh, I normally uh, do birthdays uh, this time of uh, the show, but because I was uh, rushing before I got here today, I did not print out my my. Well, I actually printed out my birthday list, but. Uh, uh, I don't uh, have it, but if you if you indulge me just a second, I'm, I'll see if I can't get it up there, and uh, we'll we'll see if we can't acknowledge some folks today. It has been a day for me. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. It's been a day a y. But uh, as I said, we'll, we'll we'll get through it and we'll make it happen. But uh, uh, I tell you what, in, 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 instead of trying to 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 reinvent the wheel here, I'm just going to say this: if you are celebrating a birthday today. Uh, or you celebrated one over the weekend, or you have one coming up this week. And I do know that there are a couple of birthdays uh, this week. Uh, Rashawn Austin is celebrating a birthday uh, in another couple of days. And Michael O'Harris is also celebrating a birthday uh, later this week as well. So 
Uh, happy birthday to each and every one of you as I'm trying to stall to find out where the birthdays are here on here. But that's okay. We will uh, bypass that. Forgive us. Charge it to our head, not our heart. And uh, if you are celebrating a birthday, congratulations on your current trip around the sun. We hope to be here next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. All right, a few news and notes uh, to uh, talk about here. Of course, uh, many of you are probably aware of uh, the death of actress Anne Heche, 53 years old, um, very tragic situation. Sounded like uh, she might have been under the influence, uh, you know, of, of drugs or alcohol. Uh, she crashed her car into a, in Los Angeles, California, into a house, uh, burst into flames, car bursted into flames, and uh, she, she did not make it. Uh, so uh, she did a lot of good movies, a uh, great career for her, and... Uh, 53 years young is very, very young to go. But, uh, uh, you know, we're praying for her family and uh, those of you who are fans of her, of her movie uh, career out there. So you heard about the uh, incident at Cummings uh, K-8 through school today where part of the ceiling in the library collapsed. Uh, good news was no children were in the library, so nobody was hurt. There were three staff members who suffered minor I'll say it again, minor injuries uh, as a result of that. The school was uh, dismissed early. And starting tomorrow, all students that go to Cummings will be going to LaRose Elementary School for the remainder of the week and as long as it takes to get that uh, situation fixed. Now, you know, we all should breathe a sigh of relief because it could have been so much worse, but it wasn't. And uh, all the children were fine and everybody else is too. So uh, now that school, by the way, Cummings is, I think I heard them say today that it was built in 1961. So it is one of the older schools. And this brings, you know, forth, you know, shines a light on, uh, you know, these schools and uh, whether they are actually or indeed, you know, safe for students and the faculty and staff to go to. Uh, so that's going to be a, a whole nother conversation that you are going to start to hear uh, as well. Memphis police are going to get some help. They're going to get some help from uh, the Tennessee Highway Patrol. Uh, what kind of help, you say? Well, uh, they are going to get 20 uh, uh, to 30 new officers, uh, both troopers and police officers, to patrol the interstates. Because of you fools out there that like to drive all over the place recklessly, one lane to the other, left to right, right to left, in between, driving up on folks, they are going to hopefully solve that problem. Now, uh, there's a couple of graduating classes for, for the troopers um, that are going to happen in the next couple of months, uh, but uh, they're going to be 10 officers, uh, additional MPD officers committed to the traffic division, and there are going to be 20, count them, 20 uh, Tennessee Highway Patrol troopers Manned on the interstates. Now, will it work? We'll see. Uh, those boys generally don't play. So, um, you know, right now it's a little crazy and a little nuts out there. Help is on the way. We had another um, uh, incident with a vehicle and a fire uh, truck over the weekend. Last Wednesday, of course, a very tragic situation where a uh, pickup truck Ran a red light downtown, smashed right into uh, one of the uh, fire um, <clears throat> department engines, knocked it over, and fortunately, unfortunately, uh, uh, a 32-year veteran of the department, David Pleasant, was killed in that accident. Uh, the one that happened Saturday a, it was in Whitehaven, and uh, the fire folks were backing out, getting ready to respond to a call. 
Motorcycle comes zooming down the street, didn't see him, hits the fire truck. The driver of the motorcycle is dead as well. So once again, we talk about it every week. Slow downs. There is no, honestly, what is the rush? What is the hurry? We don't pay attention enough as it is. We're on our phones. We're doing this. We're distracted. We're doing everything else. But you know what? If we just take a beat, just take a beat and slow down, I think we will be a whole lot better for it. And uh, finally, um, before we get into the show, uh, I really I saw something today that really kind of bothered me. Um, it was about uh, a woman who was killed Saturday night in uh, Fre- in, uh, in in Raleigh. I'm sorry, excuse me. She was shot to death. Dr. Yvonne Nelson. And the reason it bothered me so much is because I knew her, and I actually had her as a guest on. Uh, my radio show a couple of years ago, she was a community activist. She was the head of the uh, Whitehaven Redevelopment uh, Corporation for 25 years. Uh, she she was a, a, a one-woman army trying to keep uh, development from uh, happening at, at what used to be Graves Elementary School uh, from the Elvis Presley Enterprises and from another company that wanted to sort of disrupt the peace and quiet of that neighborhood. She was tragically uh, shot about 11.15 on Saturday night, uh, apparently the person who did it, uh, who is still at large, it, it is a female, by the way. They do have a picture of her uh, as a person of interest, so it won't be long before they catch her. Uh, Yvonne uh, apparently owned a relatively brand new uh, Infinity uh, that, that she had just recently purchased. And witnesses say that after the gunshots and all the commotion, they saw this person of interest driving off uh, in what looked like uh, a late model Infinity. Uh, sounds to me like it could have been a carjacking. Uh, sounds like most to everybody else it could have been a carjacking, but that has not been confirmed by Memphis police. Uh, but again, another senseless, senseless situation. We just, we just, we just buried someone uh, three weeks ago. Uh, Dr. Easter Williams, uh, Reverend Dr. Easter Williams uh, in Whitehaven, uh, victim of a carjacking. And, you know, now we see this. At, and again, for family, friends, colleagues, those who worked with her, those who knew her, uh, Dr. Uh, Yvonne Nelson, uh, our, our deepest condolences and sympathies to you. And uh, I have faith that the police department will catch the individual in question. So before we go uh, to uh, our, our our lineup here, I want to give you the lineup tonight. Uh, we have a pretty good show. You know, we had an election a couple of weeks ago. And uh, now, uh, in another, I guess, maybe two weeks or so, they will be sworn into office. So I guess I could dub this, uh, I don't know, meet the, uh, meet the, uh, the newly elected officials. So we have two of them that are joining us tonight. And... Uh, the first one is uh, Erica Sugarman. She is the newly elected Shelby County Commissioner for District 6. And a little bit later on, we will uh, speak to uh, who will be her future colleague, one of her future colleagues, uh, Charlie Caswell. Uh, he is the newly elected uh, County Commissioner for District 12. So we'll talk to them about, uh, you know, now that they have uh, won their races, you know, what comes next? Uh, you know, what, what's on their agenda? What are they looking forward to, you know, as time moves forward? A little bit later on, uh, we're going to talk with Shep Wilburn. He's a very familiar face and name in Shelby County. And uh, I think uh, County Commissioner Van Jones may be joining us as well. But this is about the uh, Minority Women Business uh 
contract situation. It's always been a, 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 a rather dicey a thing. It went to court and it sort of got put on the back burner. Basically, you know, fair contracts are being issued out and everybody should have an equal opportunity and equal shot at those. Uh, so we're going to talk to Shep and Van a little bit uh, later about uh, all of that. So. We have a very, very good lineup for you tonight. Uh, we hope you stick with us for the entire hour because you might just learn something. In the meantime, we're going to take our first break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. First break, quick break, right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. next round of our collaboration beers with Crosstown Brewing Company is ready. Take a walk down the tart end of the street, where soul music meets a fruity and flavorful sour beer with notes of pineapple, peach, and apricot. You can find the beer at grocery stores and other local Crosstown Brewing Company retailers. A portion of the proceeds goes towards helping WYXR and supporting community radio in Memphis. Visit CrosstownBeer.com for more information. The Onstage at the Halloran Center season presents the musical history of Royal Studios. Narrated by Boo Mitchell on Friday, August 26th, High Rhythm and Boo Mitchell share the stories of soul music and take you on a musically guided journey of more than 60 years with Willie Mitchell and his iconic Royal Studios. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. This is Will Goodwin, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. Just like WYXR, Crosstown Brewing supports Memphis music and our neighbors who use their talents to make it. Our beers can be found at our 3,000-square-foot taproom right here at the Crosstown Concourse and at your favorite bars, restaurants, and stores throughout Tennessee, Mississippi, and eastern Arkansas. Enjoy. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip Washington, your humble host, uh, with you. And very glad to have you with us as well. And as I mentioned, going to the break, we had an election a couple of weeks ago, and there were a lot of changes uh, indeed, and uh, some history-making changes and, 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 and the whole nine yards. I said it last week, I'll say it again this week, the Republicans are still shell-shocked as, <laughs> after, what, after what happened you know, in this election. But... Uh, 
My first guest tonight uh, is uh, one of those newly elected officials, and uh, I know she's going to do an absolutely amazing job. Uh, welcome to the show, Erica Sugarman. She is the newly elected county commissioner for District 6. And Erica, thanks for coming back on Real Talk. Okay, Chip Washington, that was District 12. <laughs> okay, you're District 12. Okay, so yeah. I got it. So I got everything. So I got everything twisted. Okay, so you're 12, no and then Charlie. Okay, you're 12. Okay, so. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry. It, I, I said at the beginning of this show, it's just been kind of one of those Mondays, but that's okay. You know, I had an educator, ladies and gentlemen, just correct me, but that's fine. As long as we, as long as we got it right, I'm in good shape. Well, Erica, thanks for coming on Real Talk. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You know, you know, I don't know if you remember you. We actually, you actually were on a show of mine in another edition uh, a couple, three years, a couple of years back. You remember that? Back in the yes, in 2018, when I was running for city council. In 2018, that's right. So it's it hasn't <laughs> been it's been that wow, that's a long time. I, absolutely. But anyway, it's good to see you, and congratulations on your victory, by the way. And uh, you are going to do quite well uh, in the district 12. But first of all, tell us if you will, what does uh, that area encompass as far as uh, you know uh, how many people you represent and what areas are you representing? of um, Germantown, a little bit of Garyville. It goes all the way to State Line Road. Okay. So So how many people is that? I didn't say how many people. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I I was just, uh, because you actually cut out a little bit, so we didn't really catch uh, uh, except for the last part of what you just said. Yeah. (laughs) But, 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 uh, okay, so I'm I guess I say it all that to say it's 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 a it's a it's a big area of of, of of folks that you are going to be representing, and and first of all, tell me why it was that you decided to run for this particular position. Well, as you all know, I ran for city council um, both times were at large, was half of Memphis, um, and so when I lost last time, I lost by one percent or five hundred votes. And I was honored that 22,800 people uh, voted for me. And, you know, actually I saw it as a win because I've never thought to run for office. I've always been behind the scenes helping other candidates run. Right. But I kept seeing candidates win and I was disappointed because, you know, they have an agenda. But once they get elected, either they're inexperienced, don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they don't know what they're doing, but they're inexperienced as far as policies and things of that nature, or they have their own agenda, or um, they drank the juice or something happened. <laughs> and so I was so hopeful so many times. So I said, well, I'm going to throw my hat in again. Um, actually, my mom was a very huge part of me running again, because when I lost um, in 2019, I said, Ma, you know, you know I tried, I didn't win. And my mom looked at me. She said, you're a sugar man. You know, you don't give up. You have too many people who are hopeful that you're going to make a difference. So don't even, you know, that's very, don't even think that, you know. And so and after I thought about it, she was right. You know, so many people, you know, were looking for me to make a change. And so I decided to throw my hat in again one more time. And it was a charm. Absolutely. And, you know, you come from, a, you know, a family of legacy. You know, you mentioned your mother. Of course, your father was uh, was was very big in, in the civil rights uh, you know, movement uh, in this uh, in this uh, city. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really I really like what you just said, you know, about about your mom's uh, dream and basically more more to the point of like, you know, you are who you are. We don't quit. We keep doing it until we until we get it. And, and you did do it until you 
uh, were able to be elected. Now, um, what I know you're getting indoctrinated, and I know you get sworn in on September 1st, uh, but there's, and there's, so there's a lot to absorb in all of this. And uh, so I just get, guess maybe I wondered if you've had a chance to think about it yet now that you are, uh, you are elected and you're about to take the seat. There, there are a lot of issues and there are a lot of uh, concerns uh, from our citizens out here about a lot of different things. Uh, have you started to uh, have a chance to figure out uh, exactly what you want to tackle in particular, uh, you know, as you start to, to move forward? That's a wonderful question. In fact, I actually won in May in the primary yes, because did. I didn't have any competition yes, in um, August. And so that allowed me to do some things. Number one, I re we realized, the elects realized that we had to have a majority on the commission. So we used our time, at least, you know, helping other candidates, in particular in the commission race. Um, the other thing that I, as well as some of the elects worked on, was reaching out to various um, policymakers and community influencers and discussing how can we solve some of these issues? How can we address them? What are the concerns? And so actually, we've been working all summer. Uh, and so we basically have an idea of, you know, what's going to be first, you know, the uh, low bearing fruit. And we're going to reach across the municipalities and because there are a lot of commonalities. And one of the issues that's really that's something we can tackle with e easily is broadband. Um, that's a huge issue. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something we're going to tackle right on. But there's other issues that are going to take a little bit more time. And that's the housing insecurities, food insecurities, transportation insecurities, um, infrastructure, blight, and those kinds of things, um, as well as um, the judicial issues, um, juvenile court um, concerns, as well as adult um, concerns as far as the um, the population that's continued to be um, attacked, if you will, by such harsh policies that really do not help make our community safer. Mm -hmm. And so those are things that people have been really addressing. Um, they want safer neighborhoods. Um, they want um, better services. They want cleaner um, county. Um, and they want, you know, to be able to raise their family in a community that's thriving. And so those are the huge issues that we're going to be tackling um, on the commission. But again, we're going to reach across the municipalities, as well as the state level, our state legislators. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Erica Sugarman, newly elected uh, county commissioner for District 12. Did I get that right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Now, now you know, it was very interesting um, in this particular uh, election. You are one of five uh, African-American or black females uh, to be elected to the county commission. That's the most they have ever had. And also, uh, I believe that this is the first time in a long time, if ever, uh, that the majority uh, of the county commission is Democratic. Did I get that correctly? That is correct. There are four Republicans and nine Democrats. So so obviously, you know, the Democrats, you know, have the upper hand in terms of, 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 of voting power. But I like what you said. It's, it's not so much about that. It's really just about the issues and that we're going to reach across the aisle and we need to work together as a body uh, to 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 get this done. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you what you think of the significance of the fact that we have seen more African-American women on the uh, county commission than ever before. 
is not surprising because 67% of the people that voted for me were African-American women who are age 50 plus. So that's not a surprise. And a lot of it has to do with um, systemic racism, if you will, where a lot of our um, black men cannot vote. And it's so disheartening or so sad when you reach across the island or ask your, your, your brothers to help and support and, you know, and vote. And they're like, you know, I'd love to vote for you, but I can't. So, you know, that's something we've got to work on is because once a person has completed their time, okay, then you're penalized because you cannot then participate in the the uh, democracy. Uh And so we're going to have to make sure that we all can participate, not just, you know, the the, uh, black women, but everyone, you know, if you're marginalized, minoritized, disadvantaged, you know, you should have a right to have a say so in the, your community. And if once you've done your time, that's it. You know, you, you've, you've given your time and now it's time for you to gain your full citizenship. I, the case. I know that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of effort, uh, you know, going on, you know, for folks uh, to be able to get those rights back. You know, folks, just because you've been arrested or you've been in the system doesn't mean you can't come out and be a productive member of society. So I know that that's and that's a very encouraging thing that you just that you just said. But I have to I have to always have to mention uh, something else. Uh, and I and I again, I don't know if this to be the fact or not, but your brother was also elected and he is the new juvenile court. Uh, judge, uh, is this the first time uh, in your memory, or is this the first time period that a brother and a sister have been, you know, on the ballot um, uh, at the same time, and both one that you know of here in Shelby County? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I think about the Ford family. You know, I feel oh, you know what? That's boop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That that was a, that's a V eight moment right there. Like you hit yourself in the head. That's right. Yeah, there is a little family called the Fours. That's right. But yes. um, but but brother and sister. Well, that's true. Yeah, Ophelia was. That's, that's okay. Okay. So let's just take that last uh, 60, 60, 60 or seventy seconds. <laughs> let's just uh, erase that from the from descriptor what I just said. But I've uh, been honestly, um, you know, there has to be a a great sense of pride uh, to be able to do this uh, because you mentioned it a little while ago. Uh, juvenile court is a big issue. It has been a big issue for a very long time and uh, there are uh, some serious issues that need to be addressed uh, and uh, you know you, you know your brother you, he got very close the last time uh, but he won this time and uh, are you confident that that uh, with all working together uh, that we can actually make some substantial changes as uh, pertains to the juvenile justice system yes in fact my brother is the first black to hold this position yes uh, and so I'm so proud of him and my studies, I'm right now a doctoral candidate, and my research has been focused on juvenile justice. Um, and so um, we're going to, I'm so excited that I have an opportunity to um, work with my brother um, because there are a lot of things that we can do to help um, disadvantaged youth um, who are entangled in our system. And the thing is, is that um, we need to rehabilitate those and to offer them some opportunities. And a lot of times people don't realize that a lot of you know, juveniles who are incarcerated um, are have other issues, you know, but it's not just being disadvantaged. It's also there might be some uh, besides socioeconomic, but some um, mental issues and things of that nature. Um, and so those are the things that are not being addressed. And also the fact that so many of our young people who are um, in um, secured facilities, uh, they are awaiting trial. 
And so, you know, you have innocent people who may just, you know, plead out just to get out. And the same thing is going on with the adult system. And so I've heard so many stories of people saying, well, you know what? I just put out because I was, I just needed to get out. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the cash to get out. I just need to get out. And I said, but you're innocent. And he said, but Erica, think about it. Would you, <laughs> you know, would you actually plead out? And I thought about it. You know, I, I, I may have also. So, you know, it's so easy for us to sit on the sidelines and judge other people. But what, what, what we need to do is to be, um, to help each other and yeah. lift each other up. And yeah. that's what's going to make a safer community. Well, listen, I, I I really enjoyed having you. I, I, I was excited that you were on the show, and so were a lot of other people, by the way, who knew you were going to be on tonight. And, bef- and before I let you go, I have to say this. Uh, you know, you corrected me in reference to you being District 12 and Charlie uh, Caswell being in District 6. I got that from somebody else. Joanne Lewis-Massey also corrected me behind that, too. So <laughs> thank you, Joanne, and thank you, Erica. And by the way, speaking of your colleague, Charlie Caswell, he, he left me a note here on Facebook Live saying, Commissioner-elect Erica Sugarman is fired up and ready to roll. And he said, I am honored to serve by her side. So we'll be- and diddle, 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 because he's an amazing person he, as well. He really is. And he'll be joining us a little bit later on in the broadcast. But for now, thank you so much for taking time out. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best of luck um, as uh, you take your seat on the county commission. And, uh, you know, I'm going to invite you back as uh, time moves along. So I hope you'll be able to join us again here on Real Talk Memphis. Oh, thank you so much. It has been an honor. Thank Bye-bye. You. Thank you. Take care. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Erica Sugarman, she is the uh, uh, county commissioner-elect for the 12th, uh, <laughs> the 12th district, and uh, she joined us, and she had some very, very positive things to say. I think, uh, you know, with this new blood uh, that we're about to uh, see on the county commission, there's going to be a lot of uh, things getting done uh, in reference to that. And before I go to commercial break, I just need to mention all these folks that have tuned in tonight. Uh, Joanne Lewis Massey, uh, thank you for, for, for correcting me. I appreciate that. She is a proud resident of uh, District 12, by the way. Uh, Shalisa Cox is uh, in the house tonight, District 12 as well. My son David is watching. Valerie White is checking us out tonight. Uh, Charlie Caswell, who will actually be a guest on the show here in just a few minutes. Uh, Jacqueline McDonald, hello to you. Sarah Gum checking us out. Antonio Cole. Joe Birch Jr. and uh, two other folks are checking us out tonight. So we really appreciate it. Hey, Trina Jones, how are you? Michael Harris is also checking us out this evening. If you're wondering what this is all about, this is Real Talk Memphis. Uh, I am your host, Chip Washington. We're going to take our next break, and we will be right back. Who's up? Hey, Chef. I got him. I got him. Yeah, I can hear you good. Chef, you, you can hear me okay? Well, listen, man, we are in a commercial break. If you like Real Talk, here's here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? I see him. He's down there, too. Hey, man, can you hear me? Or have a guest idea. Okay, I got you both. Okay, we're in commercial break, so we'll be with you guys in just a minute. Okay, just stand by. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Wow. Okay. That's good. Clarion Security is proud to sponsor WYXR, and they are hiring at the Crosstown Concourse. Help protect the place that creates moments of discovery for us all. More information at 901-571-2065. 
Yeah. Well, if, I, if she was, I did The Brooks her. is yeah, open in Overton Park, home to Memphis Art Collection show, since 1916. The, 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 the Memphis Brooks Museum of Art holds the largest collection of world art in the region, with more than 10,000 works spanning 5,000 years of art and cultures. Remember, every Wednesday is free and open until 8 p.m. They are a proud sponsor of WYXR. For more information about the museum and their exhibitions, visit brooksmuseum.org. You belong at the Brooks. The Onstage at the Halloran Center season presents the musical history of Royal Studios. Narrated by Boo Mitchell on Friday, August 26th, High Rhythm and Boo Mitchell share the stories of soul music and take you on a musically guided journey of more than 60 so, years with so Billy this, Mitchell and his iconic Royal Studios. This? More information at orpheum-memphis.com. We'll, we'll figure that. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm all... I, I mean, I'll be hitting Chevy up. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, very happy to have you with us. Uh, and I'm also very happy to have the next uh, two uh, folks with me this evening. You know, uh, minority contracts uh, for uh, for um, women in particular and, and others are, are have, has been an issue uh, for a while here, you know, the equity, uh, so to speak. Uh, so I wanted to uh, have, and, and in the last county commission meeting, uh, it was addressed, uh, and, and, and actually um, it's, it's, it's starting to, you know, it's going to resurface and it's going to move forward. I have a couple of gentlemen here who are going to explain that process. Uh, uh, Shep Wilburn is joining us uh, this evening, and he's the compliance officer uh, for the uh, Shelby County government, and also County Commissioner Van Turner uh, is uh, joining me as well. Well, so gentlemen, thank you for joining me here, and thank you for coming on Real Talk. I really appreciate it. Glad to be on with you, Chip. Absolutely. So uh, let, let, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, you know, Van, I heard you last week in particular uh, talking a lot about this issue, uh, but but sort of sort of set the table for us uh, in, as uh, as to uh, uh, w- what we're trying to do here and 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 how this looks moving forward, if you don't mind. I appreciate it, and thanks again for being here. So according to a Supreme Court case, we can have what we call our programs to incentivize doing business with Black-owned and women-owned companies here in the county and through the nation. But what you have to do first is perform what they call a disparity study, and you have to show the need for such programs. You just can't come up with what they call a quota uh, out the blue without any background. Mm-hmm. So this uh, case is called City of Richmond versus Croson. And that's been the, uh, if you will, MWBE Bible for at least the last 30 years. Interesting point, and we'll cover this. It may be in danger with this new Supreme Court case, with this new Supreme Court makeup, but we'll address that later. So anyhow, what happens is in Atlanta, Georgia sort of set the model under Maynard Jackson. 
what happens is a company comes in and in this instance it was griffin and strong rodney strong is a lawyer in atlanta but he's from memphis mm. and they conduct an analysis of who all are receiving the contracts from the entity uh which is contemplating uh program so here rodney strong met with all the businesses the locally owned businesses the minority owned businesses the women owned businesses and he has to quantify a need and show that we need a MWBE program to address historic discrimination and historic underuse of these uh, companies. Mm -hmm. So Rodney Strong was able to do it and he showed that there was a disparity and hence we can have a program. The county has been sued several times by companies who are not owned by women or uh, uh, African-Americans, or if they are owned by women, there's sometimes a cover for the man that owns the company in reality. Got we it. can discuss that later. Mm -hmm. And so this instance, we were sued again. I think we've been sued twice. And basically we ended the program and we started anew. This time I feel that we have a more solid program. Uh, we're using a more robust and conservative analysis, which should hopefully allow us to avoid further litigation. We're basing this program on what the city has, City of Memphis, MLGNW, and other local groups. So in essence, if you sue us again, you got to sue everybody is what <laughs> we want this to be. We're all united and we all are trying to give some equity in the area which needs it. Absolutely. So I'm happy that Chef Wilburn is on board as the head of that office. He's going to oversee the program. And I think we, we can have a better person other than former county commissioner and city councilman Shep Wilburn leading up this effort on behalf of the county. So, Shep, based on what uh, Van just uh, 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 very eloquently laid out to us, this is really all about parity, isn't it? It is. It's about not just parity, however. It's about fairness in the sense that uh, county contracts involve utilization of all the citizens of Shelby County's tax dollars. Mm -hmm. And uh, up until the point that our previous program was sued, uh, African-American businesses were receiving 14% of county taxpayer dollars. Uh, that's the highest it's ever been. They should have been receiving in the vicinity of somewhere around 28% in construction, and that was not happening. Uh, and so, as you can see, you know, even though we did not get anywhere close to what we should have been getting, uh, you know, we were still sued nonetheless. And those who benefited from these contracts did not and have not been wanting to see the county include African-Americans and women's in a, in a fair share and in, in a way that would be reflective of their availability to do work for the county, mm -hmm. uh, which is what the disparity study highlighted. Uh, let me quickly say one thing, sure. and, and, and I appreciate Commissioner Turner's uh, sort of boost of me in this position. But one of the things I do want to say is when I was uh, nominated and confirmed for this position, I happen to have had an extensive history with this in both Memphis and Shelby County. Yeah. I was on the city council when the city council basically did their first disparity study. Uh, I came over to the county right after the county had been sued the first time. And I ended up trying to put something together, knowing that we couldn't have a quota and we didn't have a disparity study. So we came up with the county's first LOSB program, which is our first locally owned small business program. And that program uh, has been modified a few times, but it's still in place now with the hope that small county business 
even res- irrespective of whether they're minority or not, would be able to get a portion of county uh, contracts because the folk who are on those businesses are paying uh, taxes here in Shelby County. Mm-hmm. But we had to wait an awful long time to get a county commission that was very, very supportive of this effort before we were able to move forward uh, with the uh, new disparity study and ultimately with uh, a new program that was passed by uh, Commissioner Turner and his colleagues on uh, this past Monday, not today, but last Monday, uh, unanimously, 13 to zero. Uh, And thanks to Commissioner Turner for his efforts because it was his committee. Uh, He chairs the EOC committee and I'm the administrator of the county's Equal Opportunity Commission uh, that basically was able to get that done. So here we go again. We're going to try it one more time. Uh, we think we got, as Commissioner Turner says, a much better program. Uh, one of the reasons we were sued the last time is we had a hard, fast goal of 28% African-American. Of course, you know, that didn't make the, the other folk happy. It wasn't any women involved. It wasn't any other minorities involved. Sure. It was a straight 28% sure. African-American yeah. uh, goal for construction. And that's what the previous uh, consultants uh, program and uh, findings had been. And of course, we couldn't sustain that. So this time we're going back with a goal that is reflective of the availability on each particular contract. That is to say that it will be a project by project goal. And as Commissioner Turner said, that's what the city does. That's what uh, the school board does. That's sort of the model that has been used. So on some projects, we won't have the aspirational goal of 25% a year, which is what we're trying to do. mm -hmm. On some projects, we'll have maybe 35 or 40%. And then there'll be some projects that we won't have uh, maybe but 10 or 15%. There may be some that we don't have any availability of of black firms or women firms to do them. But this is much better. Uh, project by project. Allows us yeah. to better yeah. use our folk, and that's what we're going to yeah. try to do. Well, listen, uh, uh, and, I, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm running here, um, but, uh, but but man, I know you, you've been. I mean, you've been working really hard on this, and, and, and I know that for a fact. And and you two make a pretty pretty dynamic team. Uh, do you uh, feel um, that the, this approach uh, that has been laid out uh, will lead to a, a more successful uh, opportunity? Oh, absolutely. And I think the new commission coming in, my uh, successor, Erica Sugarman, and uh, the other commissioners are really going to push this for- program forward. And I think that this will be successful. This program will make a difference. And we got to get the word out. We got to get everyone certified. We got to get everyone uh, in a position to avail themselves of this opportunity. And I think uh, five, six years from now, you're going to see a, a difference and uh, how we, how the county contracts with uh, a diverse group of businesses. And I think that everyone will be proud of what we've done here recently in uh, standing back up this program. Well, listen, uh, you know, I, I thank you both for coming on and explaining this uh, to where folks really uh, can understand exactly what the, what the goal is behind this. And, and before I let you go, uh, uh, Mr. County Commissioner, outgoing County Commissioner, you made some news a couple of days ago uh, in reference to a particular election in 2023. Uh, I'm to to understand you've thrown your hat in the ring. Yes, sir. It it will be official on September 1. I uh, will invite you out and others for a special announcement. Uh, But I've uh, been exploring this opportunity for the last couple of years. 
I'm confirming a run and I'm declaring a run on 901 day, September 1, 2022. So hopefully you can join me. And uh man, I'm 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 excited. I am uh, a native son. Yes, you are born and raised in the Whitehaven community. And I'm just gonna offer myself as a candidate to hopefully give back to this community as I've been doing the past decade in various roles that I've played in um, in in government and out 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 of government and other nonprofits such as the NACP. Well, listen, we'll be listening for that announcement, and uh, you know we'll be following uh, things because time moves real fast around here, and it'll be 2023 before we all know it. But Chip Wilburn. Van Turner, thank you both for coming on Real Talk tonight and really laying out a program that I think is going to be very, very beneficial to a whole lot of folks. I really appreciate you coming on, and you're welcome back anytime. Really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, Chip. Thank you, all. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. Great conversation there, uh, and uh, there's a lot to look forward to, I think, uh, as uh, time moves along. We're going to take our final break. Quick one. When we come back, we are going to talk to another newly elected individual for the county commission. His name is Charlie Caswell. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? or have a guest idea. Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR comes from Focal Point. Located in Crosstown Concourse, Focal Point is a Southern College of Optometry clinical facility that offers fittings with designer eyewear and eco-friendly frames. Learn more at focalpointcrosstown.com. The next round of our collaboration bids with Crosstown Brewing Company is ready. Take a walk down the tart end of the street, where soul music meets a fruity and flavorful sour beer with notes of pineapple, peach, and apricot. You can find the beer at grocery stores and other local Crosstown Brewing Company retailers. A portion of the proceeds goes towards helping WYXR and supporting community radio in Memphis. Visit CrosstownBeer.com for more information. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday. Very rarely do I say things like, this man... Needs no introduction, but he really doesn't need much of an introduction. Charlie, Charlie Caswell is, is a minister. He is a community activist. He is a man of the people and a man of the streets. And he decided to uh, insert himself into the world of politics, and he is the newly elected uh, District 6 County Commissioner. Charlie joins us on the show uh, tonight. And, Charlie, thank you for coming back on Real Talk. It's good to see you, my friend. 
Yeah, good to see you, sir. I pray all is well with you. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And you know what? I he's so respect. He always calls me sir. And I tell everybody just call me Chip. But he, Charlie's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but but, but, but. Well, I, I, I say just Chip. I, I got plenty of whoopings for not saying yes, sir, and no, ma'am. So I, 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 I'm traumatized. I, <laughs> I completely understand that, man, and I really appreciate it. Well, listen, first of all, congratulations to you, uh, you know, on, on, on winning this seat. And, uh, you know, to me, it was really it, it really was a it really wasn't much of a decision in terms of that. You didn't have any, you did have competition, didn't you? In the, in the first yeah, in the, first in the first primary. Race? Yes, sir. Okay. I had a young, a young man uh, ran, ran against me in that race. Yes, sir. Well, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, on the chat here that uh, your uh, soon to be colleague, Erica, is fired up and ready to go. Uh, I think you're pretty fired up and ready to go as well. So, uh, you know, you're looking forward to getting in the seat. You things kick off on September 1st. And, and tell me, uh, what are some of your priorities as you uh, are about to uh, become a, a newly minted uh, county commissioner? Well, you know, uh, Chip, I've been on your show many times and we talk about the public safety and the violence yes. that we see in our community yes. uh, and, and the work that I've been doing for many years around uh, and mitigating the first childhood experience and that deep rooted trauma that most of uh, uh, us who have been through it and now we're seeing the ripple effect of it in our adulthood so really addressing mental health at, at a high rate uh in our schools in our community uh that's that's a big big piece of the focus for me talk about uh, uh the juvenile aspect of things that in, in in particular juvenile court you know when you have the new juvenile court judge uh Tarek sugarman uh and uh, we have seen uh quite a few problems uh you know i mean the federal government has to had to step in there's a lot of issues that need to be uh you know dealt with in terms of this uh, how focused are you on that in particular the relationship with juvenile court oh you know that's 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 been a heart of the work you know as a young 15 year old male who was locked up and facing uh some time at, for aggravated assault locked up for three days and then come to find out that i had nothing to do with the situation mm. uh the charges was dropped mm -hmm. uh that left an impact on me when it comes to trauma uh, my colleague sugarman spoke of that uh being in that system and 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 not being faced with whether you're going to plead guilty just to get out of there you know so i know that many of our young people i understand that it's not what's wrong with them it is what happened to them and so if we if we don't address what's been normalized in the violence in their community and their homes uh then guess what they're only doing what they've been trained to do and so in hopes of working with judge sugarman uh in uh our newly elected district attorney Steve Monroe, that we can really address these issues early, that they don't end up in a big jail later uh, because nobody never dealt with it. You know, sp speaking of that, and a lot of folks are going to be paying a lot of attention to what you just said. Uh, uh, I, I believe that uh, the uh, newly uh, elected uh, district attorney, Steve Moore, is going to be my guest next week on this show. And we'll ask about truth in sentencing and a lot of other things. But let me let me let's back up a minute. Uh, we all I think the, the entire city uh, felt uh, the, the death of uh, Reverend Dr. You know, Easter Williams, uh, you know, at the hands of. of 15-year-old carjackers. And you always talk about, you know, the youth and, and, and some of the things that they uh, ha have had to deal with. But let me ask you this. What is your stance on should a juvenile who commits a major crime uh, go straight to adult uh, court, adult prison? I mean, what's, what's your take on that? 
I don't think they should go straight. I think it's case by case. Now, if they got repeat uh, where you tried to get some intervention and you tried to put some things in place for them, but yet they keep continuing to go down that road, then I think they leave us no choice. But I think it needs to be a tier or capacity of the first tier when we see that they were stealing out the store, we see that they got in trouble, that we put something in place, provided those natural community supports around them because Chip, I had to get to a point in this work, I've been doing it a long time uh, that I had to stop saying, where are the parents? I know the parents need to be there, but guess what? At this point, the parents didn't even have parents. So these individuals, we keep saying, kicking the can down the road, talking about where the parents need to be involved. No, the village got to get involved Mm -hmm. because many of these homes uh, we know have been without parenting for far too long. And so, you know, my stance is, yes, I think that a person should be held accountable, no doubt, for what they do. But we should be held accountable as people in our community in the village that know the village is is hurting and, and failing and we have yet to address the issues in our village. You know, when you when you say that, you know, back in the day, uh, and I'm sure that that maybe for you and a lot of other folks uh, listening, growing up, it wasn't just the, just just the parents. It, it was an entire neighborhood. It was uh, the next door neighbor. It was the neighbor across the street. It was uh, folks up and down the block. It was aunts. It was uncles. Everybody took a vested interest in how we were raised back in those days. And if I'm hearing you clearly, we need to get back to that and we need to stop making excuses for this or that and and, and really jump in with both feet and, and embrace these young people. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yeah, I mean, it comes to, it comes down to this, that many of these young people need a hug, some love, and somebody just to support them. And, and again, we got to understand that many come from home that never had that given to them. So especially in the church community, I just got back yesterday from Fort Lauderdale uh, training uh, churches uh, as I've been traveling around the country and doing this, making our churches trauma-informed and trauma-responsive because we many times are the ones that they come to first when they need something to eat, when they need their light bill. And so if we can, again, identify with them and empathize with them, uh, and I believe that's the first line that we some of the first responders that can be there that may prevent that person from going out and robbing somebody and stealing because they just didn't have a, a, a support system for them. For people who, who do commit these these major crimes at, at such a very young age, which is extremely troubling, yeah. what, if anything, is the detriment? Is there a detriment? Is there something that that can can make these kids at least stop pause and think before they commit such heinous acts, in your opinion? Yeah, I think that it comes to you. It's, it's the means and the use of the word. I was uh, grew up in Dixon Home Project. I witnessed two murders at 14 years old mm. and the next one at 15 years old. Had a gun put to my head. The guy pulled the trigger, and thank God it didn't go off. But when he ran from my brother and them, he turned around and shot. The gun went off. And so I know I should have been dead. And and the anger I grew up with, I could have been one of these shooters that's out there right now. Mm -hmm. But I had people like former police director Armstrong, who was a rookie cop, who mentored me, Bernal Smith Sr., who was my director at the Boys Club. It was those individuals that wrapped their arms around me and told me, Chuck, you're going to be somebody. You're going to make it out of this. And today, even though I dropped out of high school, went back and got my GED, I sit here as a commissioner and the capacity to be able to be that person for somebody in our community. Well, you know what? You, you have always been a stalwart when it comes to uh, our community, and you're not afraid to, to tell the truth. 
and uh, and and make a difference. And I think that your voice uh, will make a difference on the county commission. Um, you know, as, as as time moves forward. And so, congratulations again on on your victory. And and we'll be uh, pulling for you. We'll be rooting for you, uh, all of you, uh, because uh, we need to do something to turn things around uh, in our city and county uh, because we're losing an entire generation. But Charlie, uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, I know you you you. This is a busy time for you right now. But all the best of luck to you and uh, all of your colleagues on the county commission. And you know I'm gonna call you back down the road again. Now once you get your feet uh, once you get your feet uh, settling into your position. And so thanks for coming on the show tonight. I appreciate pray, it. Pray, pray for me with all them women on that commission. But yeah. I think <laughs> those women, I believe they're gonna have the nurturing spirit to help us push this baby out and do something great for this county. You, you hear how Charlie cleaned that up? That was nice. I like the way you, I like the way you pulled that out. That was, that was good. Take care of yourself, Charlie. We'll talk to you all soon. Right, man. Okay, man. Take care. All right. That, that was uh, a great way to end uh, the, the show. And this has been a, an amazing, an amazing show tonight. I have really enjoyed uh, uh, talking uh, to some of our newly elected officials. And thank you all for checking out this show. I, I don't know that we've had this many people in, in quite some time watching. I can't even. Denise Norman is on here. Rachel Johnson. As Lola plays us out. Uh, my sister Cheryl Lewis is watching the show. Uh, newly elected once again, Judge Betty Moore is checking us out tonight. Appreciate you. Uh, Brett Thompson is also watching. Yes, it's been a been a been a really 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 good show tonight. I hope you all got something out of it, uh, some good information. And uh, I really, as always, appreciate you for checking out this show. Now, listen to some of you out there who have never watched us or checked this show out. You need to do better. You need to tell somebody about Real Talk Memphis if we're doing a good job. And you need to come on back yourself and because uh, we're going to have some good guests uh, coming down the road here. As I alluded to earlier, uh, we are supposed to have uh, District Attorney Steve Mulroy on the show next week. And we have a lot of questions for him as well. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, in between time, thank you. Uh, for supporting Real Talk Memphis. We need shows like this, and we need you out there to make this show a success. So for Lola and for Nicole, all of us here at Real Talk Memphis, I'm Chip, and I'm out. Listen, have a great week, have a safe week, and take care of yourself.